Welcome to The Leap by Barclays, the podcast where technology meets banking. Join us as we dive into the latest trends and tech happenings. Let's connect with our guests and enter The Leap by Barclays. Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to you. Thanks for tuning into The Loop by Barclays, where we give you the lowdown about all the latest technology tidbits and what it's like working in tech at Barclays. Join us across our episodes for lots of insightful chats with the amazing individuals working across tech in Barclays. I am Tammy Kuboye, your host for today's episode, where we'll be talking to Ali Bradley, who leads our Technology Office of Sustainability, and Dave Richards, our MD of Enterprise Foundations. We'll be diving deep into the importance of driving a sustainable mindset in Barclays, how tech helps to build sustainability, and some of our key strategic objectives. Ali has a background in structural engineering and is one of the main people responsible for making technology at Barclays sustainable. Dave has brought his decades worth of experience by having a hands-on impact on ensuring we reach our sustainability goals. Dave, Ali, thank you for joining us today on The Leap. My first question would be, what does sustainability mean in terms of how we're running the bank day today? The bank's got a pretty well-established sustainability strategy. We look at our own operations, we look at what we fund, and we also have a third pillar of our strategy where we look at how can we actively accelerate and invest in transition to a green economy. Now, with an organization this size, the bit that Dave and I focus on is the bank's operational carbon footprint. So what is it the technology footprint? So our data centers, our laptops, um, pretty much anything that has carbon in it. We also have a bit of a side hustle in the technology supply chain as well, because it's one of the largest supply chains in the bank and is also decarbonizing our overall technology operations. And I guess I wanted to touch on what it is that we're doing from a mindset perspective and how it is that we are involving our colleagues so that everyone feels equally responsible because we have put a line in the sand and said by 2050 so you know how are we you know working towards achieving that goal there's a temptation in this space to try and do everything all at once and go after those bits and particularly in the technology space there's some core elements that we can focus on so if we think about that fact that dave you just said that 30 percent of our carbon footprint comes from data centers those are just data centers that we own and operate. We're not counting laptops there. We're not counting other things that potentially even larger. There's still a pretty big number. What can we do about that? We run a 24 by 7, 365 service. We're always on providing high quality service to our customers internally or externally. So we have this really difficult challenge in technology where we're always on, but we're trying to decarbonize it. So we need to find ways that allow us to reduce the amount of stuff that we are consuming without impacting on that service. It's very easy to think about sustainability as something that we do to the side, right? Everyone in the room, how are we going to make this thing that we're going to do sustainable? And actually, that's not the best way to think about it. Sustainability should be part of the fabric of what we do on a daily basis. And that's quite important in this context because many of the interventions also have what I would term co-benefits. So if you're on a more modern technology platform, in theory, you should be charged less for using that platform than something that's out of support and legacy consumes loads of power and is really quite polluting. I don't want people to think about it as, oh, I have to do sustainability. 
I wanted to think about it in the context of those co-benefits and how doing this as part of a balanced scorecard of decision-making in your area actually has multiple business benefits of which sustainability is just one. The fact that some of our audience might not be as familiar as us in terms of why it is that that fundamentally we have this huge footprint from from a technology perspective. We run these massive data center facilities, as you described. They contain thousands of servers, storage, switch gear, tape silos, you know, massive industrial kit. That kit has to be kept at a, in an optimum temperature range. Therefore, in order to power the servers and in order to cool them, we have a massive electricity draw into our data centers. So because we buy so much stuff, servers, all that kit that I just described, that needs creating somewhere in someone's factory um, uh, and that uses energy and it uses raw materials it uses precious materials um, there are byproducts of that production process etc so you know that's what we talk, talk about in terms of embedded carbons that's a pretty good summary of it and actually that's an important thing to consider because a lot of time you'll hear people say hey why don't we just move it to the cloud but mm. fundamentally all technology regardless of where it is or how fancy it is is sat in our data set somewhere. So actually what you're doing by saying just move to cloud is potentially just shifting the problems. There are some emerging things that are becoming much more formalized. So things like biodiversity, nature impact, water usage impacts. As people take a more holistic approach to sustainability and move away from just focusing on carbon on its own to a much more, for what of a less technical phrase, earth systems type thinking. I think we will see more pressure on what we do with things like e-waste. Where are we sourcing certain components? Particularly in the technology space where we use lots of rare earth metals and exotic things like lithium-ion batteries. Those are going to come ever, under ever more scrutiny. Delving under the bonnet of things, you both have touched on things that I was going to ask in terms of trying to reduce our carbon footprint, but where do we find the balance, how we're you know, driving the sustainable mindset? So we tend to run kit on sort of depreciation cycles. So we own it, we depreciate it, we ultimately get rid of it. And then, of course, we look at the back end of the process in terms of recycling or uh, life cycle extension or, or component reuse. And so... We've sort of blocked up our, our thinking into, the, into those kind of categories. And we have data centers all around the world. So we've, we've had to look at how we actually responsibly source the power that we need from, from the grid. Or are there possibilities for alternative data sources that we might want to look at? So either as a, as a backup, as a secondary data source, you know, just to start with maybe thinking about replacing our diesel power generators that back up the, the kind of grid sources that we have. Um, you know, what about solar? What about hydrogen? I guess I wanted to just check with you, what are you most excited about? What's some of the way that we are progressing towards that sustainability space? When I started this job, a lot of people would come and talk to me about very simplistic solutions. And actually, the depth of the conversation that we're having and the maturity of the conversation has come on vastly in the space of six months, 12 months. And we're now having conversations with suppliers, clients, colleagues that cut to the heart of the challenge and get into why some of this stuff is so difficult to achieve, which is really encouraging um, because you're not just looking at simplistic things anymore. So it's not, it, it, maybe from an outsider's perspective, that's not super exciting, but for someone who does this on a daily basis, that's a really nice place to be, to be having those proper conversations where everyone has the same commonality of understanding. I think is a huge leap forward for the, the space as a whole. Dave? 
I would offer three three specific um, things that I'm excited about. So the, the first one is bio-leaching as a technology. Now, this is a quite a niche thing. And so bear with me while I explain, you know, what, what really is behind that. So so we mentioned recycling amount of kit that gets sent back uh, to a recycling company to be broken down its, into its component parts and recycled. One of the big challenges for us historically has been that most bits of computer-related kit tends to be a sort of a plastic base on which has been imprinted uh, precious metals, which actually form the circuits on the board. And that's been an area of waste, typically, because it's really hard to get that that precious metal off those circuit boards. The bioleach is a fa- bioleaching is a fascinating technology because that has been um, prevalent for many years in the mining industry. Actually, the notion there is that you use a you use a primordial bacterial soup effectively and that allows uh, you through a series of, of chemical uh, interactions to actually dissolve out the precious metals from that soup so you can actually claim copper and other kind of metals at, at quite high grade so that's a technology that we are now looking at the potential for deploying at scale for the likes of for the likes of Barclays so that's that's really that's really kind of a and it kind of an interesting kind of use case thank you so much you have been absolutely uh, a joy to speak through um, sustainability with um, I've had an amazing time and I'm sure everyone who's listened has learned something new so thank you so much for sharing your information well thank you everyone for listening hopefully we've given you a very good overview of what's happening in tech both in and out of Barclays Thank you for being in the loop and we'll see you on the next episode. Just at the sidebar, you can learn more about Barclays on any of our social channels or our website and get some more information if you want to know more. Thanks everyone and see you around. Bye now.